Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to The Inner Life. It's a pleasure to have you with us as together we try to take a step or two forward in our relationship with Jesus, with Mary, and with our Catholic Church. My name is Patrick Conley, sitting in for Josh Raymond this week. It really is a blessing for me to be with you for this special hour ahead of us as we talk about a practice of the faith that has drawn billions of people closer to Jesus, Mary, and the Church. I am talking about the Rosary. Now, I'm sure many of our mothers tell stories about our youth, right? Get together with the family, and mom starts telling us about when we were kids. They recount our first day of school, what we'd like to do outside. They tell us funny stories about embarrassing things we said. Moms remember our joys and our sorrows and are, in many ways, our best advocates in life. Mary pondered in her heart the life of her son. She watched him grow, walked with him, and was with him at the cross. She is intimately connected to the life of Jesus. In the rosary, we ponder with her the joys and sorrows of her beloved son. This treasure draws us closer to Jesus through the eyes of Mary. So this is going to be a special program, but it's also going to be a special show today because of our spiritual director. We have a special spiritual director with us today. If you haven't heard of him, welcome, because I suspect you're a new listener to Relevant Radio. Our spiritual director today is Father Francis Hoffman, known to us all as Father Rocky. He's the chairman and CEO of Relevant Radio and has been a priest of Opus Dei for 29 years. He's a noted author and speaker and has appeared on the major radio and television networks. He has a BA in history from Northwestern University, an MBA from the University of Notre Dame, and a doctorate in canon law from the Pontifical University of the Holy Cross. We are indeed happy to have him on the show. Hello, Father Rocky. How are you today? Patrick. What a delight to have you this week as a substitute host for Josh Raymond, and um, really, really happy to be with you. I don't think I've ever done an entire hour of The Inner Life. I've appeared on it from time to time for 15 minutes, so it's a joy to be with you, especially speaking about this topic, about the rosary and the Marian devotion in our lives and the lives of others. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Well, Father, I tell you what, why don't we start there? Why don't you tell us... A story from your own life about what the rosary has meant for you, whether that's just a little snippet about a really memorable time when the rosary really came dazzling through to you, or whether it's just how the rosary became something so central and important to you. Sure. Thank you for asking that. So, so much of my faith experience I learned at home, which is natural because my parents are practicing Catholics. They loved each other, they loved their children, they loved the faith. And so we just grew up in this atmosphere where we would always say grace before meals, always. And we'd always go to Mass on Sundays, usually it was the 1030 Mass. And um, Easter and Christmas and um, uh, big feast days were really important. 
And I recall that in our living room, we had a statue of the Blessed Mother on the mantle and a statue of the infant child of Prague. Near the front door, we had a discrete image of um, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I think that was it in terms of the rooms downstairs, in terms of religious imagery. And then upstairs um, in our bedroom, we had an image of the Blessed Mother and maybe a little crucifix. So it was there, but it wasn't overdone. And um, just kind of grew up in that atmosphere. And mm-hmm. I remember uh, my folks would uh, make sure I'd say my prayers before I went to bed. And for the life of me, it took me the better part of 40 years to memorize the guardian angel prayer. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's because it wasn't until I was 40 that I really realized I needed the help of my guardian angel. Mm. And then we had another prayer that we would pray, but only on occasion, maybe once a year, it was the Memorare, very wonderful but mysterious prayer that we would pray when we'd go on a family vacation or a long trip in the station mm-hmm. wagon. And as we were backing out of the driveway, my dad would leave us, lead us in the Memorare, and then he would say, Our Lady of the Highways, and we'd say, Pray for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in terms of my own devotion to Our Lady, I do recall that um, we would pray the family rosary in the living room Mm -hmm. after dinner. But I don't know if it was every night or if it was just maybe during the month of May or the month of October. And it wasn't, it it didn't last uh, for, I think, before, beyond fourth grade. And then we picked it up again at eighth grade. I'm the youngest of the family, so most of my brothers and sisters is gone. At that time, we prayed for a very clear intention. My father just started business, and we knew there was a lot of risk involved, and so we're praying uh, for the business, but also praying for special intentions. And then, um, you know, just kind of share with the audience my own sort of journey. And I I do this, I, I try to do it judiciously because I don't like to talk about myself, but I don't know how to share stories that are real without kind of referencing the situation. But I think I was in sixth or seventh grade and I was having um, a lot of issues, uh, stomach issues. The doctors finally figured out after a long time, it was what they call lactose intolerance. Hmm. All right. And I was making it worse every day because I love to eat ice cream (laughs) and I didn't know what was causing my suffering. Right. But sometimes when I was sort of at wit's end, I instinctively turned to the Blessed Mother to kind of get me through that, uh, through that that suffering. And um, then later, when I joined Opus Dei as a celibate numerary member of Opus Dei and a senior in high school, um, it was very familiar to me that whenever we had activities, uh, you know, so a study weekend or a retreat or a camping trip, part of the day's events was we'd pray the rosary. Now, this was new to me because we wouldn't pray the rosary kneeling down or everybody sitting. We'd pray the rosary as things happened, like we Hmm. were in the van driving to a ski trip or we were climbing to the top of the mountain. You could pray the rosary there or walking around the living room. And then I discovered that's kind of how St. Josemaria would pray the rosary, pray the rosary every day after lunch uh, with three or four people in the courtyard uh, pacing. So that was kind of an interesting thing to me. I realized there's many different ways you can pray the rosary. I also learned the litany to Our Lady of Loretto and some other prayers that an Irish priest told me once. These are the trimmings. 
you know, you, just, you have the turkey and the, the trimmings. And there was uh, Our Father, Him, Our Glory Be, for the needs of the church and the nation. There was another one for the bishop of the diocese and his intention. There's another one for the holy souls in purgatory. So the rosary is what you would call a popular devotion. It comes from the people. So there's no exact right or wrong way to say it. And I encourage people to say, don't worry if you get distracted. Don't worry if your kids are fidgeting. Don't worry if, you know, the toast starts burning or the milk is burnt or the dog starts barking or the baby starts crying. Um, that's okay. The important thing is we're together and we're trying and God is going to bless the rest of it. So it was all reinforced in my vocation in Opus Dei and St. Maria used to say to people during his lifetime, hey, don't imitate me in anything. I'm not the model. Jesus is the model. Because he is aware he had a charismatic personality. He was a founder. And there's the danger of a cult of personality. He was aware of that. And he said, don't imitate me in anything, although people would. And then he would say, but if you are going to imitate me in anything, because he was clever, he said, try to imitate me in my love for the Blessed Mother, because I don't think you can outdo me in that. And that was great advice. And I also remember in my early years of formation in my vocation, they were training us in what we call the daily plan of life, which is a real, um, uh, you know, it's a real challenging discipline. And for most people, it's it's too much. And, and that's okay. It's not for everyone, right? So it includes daily mass, an hour of mental prayer, half an hour in the morning, half an hour evening, 15 minutes of spiritual reading the gospel, and praying the rosary, meditation, and the mysteries, as well as, you know, aspirations throughout the day, presence of God, mortification, and such, right? But mm -hmm. what we were told is, look, if you've had a bad day, and it was just a complete shipwreck, and you haven't done any of these norms of piety, at least do the rosary before you go to bed. That was like the one that, that was um, the one you just wouldn't, you wouldn't give in on, do the mm -hmm. rosary before you go to bed. <clears throat> I know in my case, when I was younger, sometimes you know, I fell asleep on my knees praying the rosary because <laughs> I was trying to do it. You know, And it, it doesn't oblige you out of sin or anything like that, but there's something in there about your daily walk with the Lord and devotion to the Blessed Mother. Right, right. Our spiritual director today, Father Francis Hoffman, known to us all as Father Rocky, the chairman and CEO of Relevant Radio and a priest of Opus Dei. We are grateful that he is on the program today. If you have questions for Father Rocky specifically around the rosary or Marian devotions, if you would like to share your story about what the rosary has meant in your life, please give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, our number here at The Inner Life is 888-914-9149. You can also send us an email. Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. So, Father, I, you had mentioned you know, gathering as a family around uh, around the rosary uh, to pray the rosary together, and that that's a, a discipline you know many Catholic families have had. Why don't you tell us a little bit about? Of course, we air every night at seven central. We we air the family rosary across America. And why don't you give us a little bit of insight as to what was the thought behind putting it out on the airwaves as well? Sure. Thanks for asking that. So. Early on, on my heart was, you know, we need a program. We're going to do the rosary live and interactive every night. So everybody's praying at the same time, no matter what time zone they're in, around the country, and people can call in and have their intentions heard by others and prayed for. Uh, 
but I, I didn't have the time to, I, I couldn't do it. So the best we did was a nine day family rosary novena before Christmas in our studios. People really loved it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, I thought it was a great way to prepare for Christmas because I tend to like parties and I wouldn't tend to go to <laughs> nine parties, nine nights in a row and arrive to Christmas exhausted. And uh, I was kidding myself saying I was doing development work for Rell and Ray. I said, okay, I got to stop that. You know, we get to be more alert, more sober, more prayerful as we enter Christmas. Anyway, long story short, when we merged with the Mac and Heart Radio on the West Coast four years ago, there's an opportunity where we could do it. And so Father Dave Heaney, who's a wonderful pastor at St. Bruno's Parish up in Whittier, uh, it worked into his schedule, 5 o'clock. It was after his workday, before dinner. We set him up with the studio there. Karen Moran was his co-host, and we're off to the races. And then when COVID shut everything down last year, I moved up to Green Bay so we could have Mass every day at noon. Mm-hmm. And since I wasn't traveling, I said, well, I might as well do the rosary and let's do it on video as well in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. And that's how I got uh, connected to it. Mm-hmm. And um, what we've discovered over time is I've got a very loyal audience and it's easy to pray. It's so easy to pray. A four-year-old can pray it. And it brings people together. You know, we had one purpose to call in and said, you know, they, they feel so alone. I said, but you're never alone when you're praying the rosary with us because the whole country is praying with you. Mm-hmm. And we experience what's known as the communion of the saints. When one person suffers, we all suffer. When some, one person rejoices, we all rejoice. So I thought it'd be pretty simple. Um, it's a very, very Catholic uh, devotion. It's a simple devotion. It has the three basic prayers, the Hail Mary, which is from the scriptures, the Lord's Prayer, which is from the scriptures, and the glory be, which I think is traced back to the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. And I remember when Pope Francis was elected on March 13th, uh, the year 2013, he came to the balcony. And the first thing he did is he led us in the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the glory be, mm-hmm. the three basic prayers. Mm-hmm. And it's not boring at all. It's not tedious at all. Sometimes people think it's repetitive and tedious and boring. You know, I address the concern about being repetitive and tedious by saying, you know, when you're in love with a woman, do you just say to her, honey, I love you once? <laughs> you keep repeating it. Honey, I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm nuts about you. And she doesn't say, would you knock it off? You're being repetitive and boring. <laughs> they love it, right? That's and a good Same point. thing if you're a football game and somebody gets a kickoff and he's returning the ball, you don't just stand up and shout once, run. You just keep repeating <laughs> it, right? So right. it's only tedious and repetitive and boring if you don't have something to pray for. I tell you, if you're in a foxhole, you've got a loved one who's suffering, you've got a child who uh, is hurting, it's, it's, it's really a great prayer of petition. So it's both a prayer of petition and a prayer of meditation. And so to enhance everybody's experience of the rosary, the family rosary across America, all our listeners, we're providing right now an opportunity for a free book. It's a beautiful book. It's called Treasures of the Rosary, Reflections on the Rosary by Those Who Pray It Daily. There's a section in there by St. John Paul. There's a section there by St. Josemaria. And there's a section that I wrote, um, Considerations of the Various Titles of Our Lady in the Litany of Our Lady, also known as the Litany of Loretto. So you've got the writings of two great saints and one great sinner on the rosary. And that can be yours if you uh, go to our website and sign up for it or on our app. All you have to do is give us your name and address and we'll send it out to you um, in uh, a, a, about a 10 weeks or so. You'll have it by the month of October, the month of the rosary. It's got a beautiful painting on the front of it by Botticelli, a 
beautiful mm. uh, Renaissance painting of Our Lady and the Child Jesus. And then the Vatican gave us permission to reprint St. John Paul II's apostolic letter dated October 16th. That was the anniversary of his election, 2002. And that letter is called Rosarium Virgines Maria, which is the rosary of the Virgin Mary. And that's what introduced the world to the luminous mysteries. What a great gift. And it could be that St. John Paul II, a thousand years from now, will be remembered more than anything for the luminous mysteries of the rosary. He might also be remembered for the catechism of the Catholic Church, but I think he'll be remembered more than anything because he gave us the luminous mysteries. So you really want to have that document. And when you read it, you can underline it, you can share it with other people in the family, you can discuss it. And you'll learn more about the rosary. The more you learn about it, the more you'll love it. And then we've got yeah. a section in there by St. Josemaria, his reflections from his book called Holy Rosary on the various mysteries. They really draw you into that. Mm-hmm. So you can go to our app, which is a free app. If you don't have the app, you can download it on your iPhone or on your Android. It's the number one, get this, it's the number one radio app in the country, not just the number one Catholic radio app, number Genius. one in terms of user satisfaction. Wow, and brilliant. we know that That's because great. the company that made it for us, Jacobs Media out of Detroit, they've built 1,300 apps, and the Relevant Renewal app is the number one app in terms of user satisfaction. Yeah. Our users, 81%, call it excellent. Excellent. It's just like off the charts wow. in terms of um, uh, their familiar. So get that today, the Relent Radio app, free. Share it with somebody else there. You can sign up for a free copy of this book or go to our website, relentradio.com. You'll see a beautiful picture there on the website of the image of Our Lady, of uh, which was painted by this great um, Renaissance master named Botticelli. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Sandro Botticelli. Nice. Treasures of the Rosary Reflections by Those Who Pray It Daily is yours for free. All you got to do is just go to, as Father Rocky said, relevantradio.com or go to the Relevant Radio app, click on the banner, put your name in and sign up. And uh, it is free. No shipping charges, no postage. We'll ship it right out to you. And I got to say, Father, that uh, I've only been a Catholic for about 11 years now, so I feel like I'm still learning. I mean, Our Lady, Our Lord has spoken to me through praying the rosary, certainly, but I've got a long way to go. I know that. Mm -hmm. But I would say that um, I'm guessing this is true, that even those who have prayed it for decades every day, that there is still there's something rich and full about learning insights or gaining insights from others who are also praying it, right? There's this sharing of an experience of the rosary that helps us all move deeper into our experience, our own personal experience of it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I certainly would. You know, um, what religious persuasion were you before you were Catholic? Well, I was raised Presbyterian and then spent a good deal of time as uh, sort of a non-denominational evangelical Protestant. All right, so you're a Christian the whole time. So yes, you Christian, had right. front and center your belief in Jesus Christ and your love of Jesus Christ, right? Right, yep. So that already opened the door for friends of his friends, right? Absolutely. Friends, so right. that would open the door to friendship with Mary and Joseph and all the rest. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there are different ways to pray the rosary. You, you can simply repeat the prayers. That's fine. But I think it's also helpful at times just to read or call to mind the mystery and think about it. Because the Gospels, let's face it, they give us very little information. And you have to use your imagination to kind of fill in the details, right? 
and these are called books called The Life of Christ. Archbishop Alban Goudier, G-O-O-D-I-E-R, French, I think he may have been Jesuit, wrote a two or three volume book on the life of Christ where he takes the scant details we have in the scriptures and adds a lot more. And then um, Fulton Sheen had a life of Christ. And this new series, The Chosen, you know, that's a modern adaptation of a life of Christ. Um, even Anne Rice's book, Christ the Lord Out of Egypt, is a uh, variation on the theme of the life of Christ. So when you believe in Jesus Christ, um, you are never satisfied knowing about it. You want to know more. Right. right? And, and you have to think about that. You've got to ponder that. And you've got, and that takes time, right? And so it it never, you never you never know enough, right? You, you never you can never stop learning, right? You can't exhaust it. Someone once told me that um, the subject that has more books written about it in libraries in the world is theology, and I would believe that. I would hmm. believe that, you know, because it's the science of God, the study of God. So, and we can learn from others, their insights, and the Lord can teach us along the way. And uh, some people do have the habit of praying it daily. Others pray it from time to time. One thing I've kind of noticed uh, in people who have devotion to the Blessed Mother, actual devotion, actual piety, you know, they, they not just theoretical, but, you know, they may have an image of her lady, they may bring her flowers, they may go on pilgrimages, they may have a special dessert on our feast days with their family. They may pray the rosary every day. Is They tend to be, this is my observation, I don't have any scientific data on it, but they tend to be. They tend to be joyful. They tend to be hopeful. And they tend to be really generous, mm-hmm. you know, with food and desserts and, you know, all the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, somehow that devotion really makes us more human, more joyful, more hopeful, more optimistic. And um, yeah, like my grandmother used to say, honey, the situation's hopeless, mm-hmm. but not serious. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the situation's hopeless, but not serious. But not serious. Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm going to have to use that yep. one. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Our spiritual director today is Father... Serious. Father Rocky, Father Francis Hoffman, I'm sorry to cut you off, Father, but we do need to take a short break. Uh, so we're going go to go to do that. But if you have a devotion to Our Lady, if you have a devotion to praying the rosary and, to, and you've gained fruits in your own faith, give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Or if you have a question about the rosary, also give us a call, 888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life. We'll be back right after this. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. 
Welcome back to The Inner Life. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond this week. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about Marian devotion. Specifically, we're talking about the rosary, and we're talking about it with Father Rocky, the chairman and CEO of Relevant Radio and a priest of Opus Dei. And uh, Father, I know you had made mention of this in our last segment, but just wanted to bring it back up again, especially in this free book that Relevant Radio is offering, Treasures of the Rosary. There are meditations by St. John Paul II. Can you give us a little bit of a larger picture of what St. John Paul II's Marian devotion was like? Well, you know, from the get-go, I was struck when he was uh, elected in 1978 that he had a very simple papal coat of arms. Um, coat of arms are sort of a European thing from, I would say, aristocracy and things like that. So Americans aren't really used to it, although we notice it. And maybe we've got some nostalgia to it because the British uh, were so influential in the founding of the United States of America. But his coat of arms is different. It was just a cross with an M at the bottom with a very easy Latin phrase to understand, totus tuus. So the M at the foot of the cross is Mary at the foot of the cross. And the totus tuus is his papal motto, I am all yours, referring to um, Our Lady. So from the get-go, we knew that he was um, somehow mystically connected to the Blessed Mother. And I always take that as a good thing, right? because it really brings us true knowledge of Christ. And then um, he would, uh, as a papal souvenir, if you ever got to meet him, he would make sure his secretary gave you a papal rosary. Mm. And then... Uh, every first Saturday of the month, he invite people in to the interior courtyard in St. Peter's called the Cortili San Damaso. They get thousands of people to pray the rosary. So we knew he was really devoted to it. And we knew that uh, he prayed the rosary and he declared a Marian year. I think it was back in 1984. I forget exactly what anniversary that was commemorating. It could have been the 1950th um year of the blessed mother or something like that right Mm. but um yeah that was you know that was something and um oh you know he was shot almost killed right on the feast of our lady of lady of fatima Mm. may 13th 1981 and i think that's what really um piqued his curiosity in the whole fatima um story because a year later he went there and he put the bullet that the doctors removed from his gut in the crown of Our Lady of Fatima. Mm. And then that kind of moved things forward with consecrating Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady, as Our Lady asked for it in Fatima. And then that sped up the process of the eventual canonization of the two children. There were three children seers, Lucia, Jacinta, and Francisco. And there was a sort of a roadblock in the Vatican in the 80s in terms of the beatification of Francisco and Jacinta because some of the uh, theologians said um, children are not capable of heroic virtue. They're not old enough yet. They're capable of martyrdom. And there were a couple of child saints who were martyrs, like St. Tarsisus and St. Maria Gretti. But there never been children who were canonized who were not martyrs. So there was a several-year commission to study that question. Are children capable of heroic um, virtue? Poverty, chastity, obedience, prudence, temperance, fortitude, uh, faith, hope, and charity, all the rest, right? And um, the Holy Father um, and the Theological Commission, yes, they are. They're capable of it. And Francisco and Asinta reached that heroic level of charity and uh, goodness, and then they were beatified. I think during the pontificate of, hmm, I think it was Benedict II, 
16th. And then uh, Pope Francis, I think, canonized him when he went to Fatima. And he consecrated his um, pontificate to Our Lady of Fatima. Mm. So, wow. yes, the popes have this um, uh, kind of rich tradition. St. John Paul was uh, was you know pretty much out there publicly with it. And, you know, he was extraordinary in his terms of his role in human history. So I'm really glad uh, everyone listening right now has an opportunity to get his uh, letter in this book for free. You can go to relevantradio.com, limit one per household while supplies last. So you want to call in right away. They're, they're flying off the shelves. And it's uh, we the whole thing's free, including shipping handling. All you have to do is give us your name and address. Be careful to get it right, because if you miss a field there... <laughs> It gets kicked out, right? That's uh, happened before. Yeah. And these books are very, very popular. And we want you to have it. And you can go to our website right now or to um, Relevant Radio app and, and get a free copy of it. Free copy of Treasures of the Rosary, Reflections by Those Who Pray It Daily. If you are listening and you have a Marian devotion, if you have, if the rosary has played a significant role in your life of faith, give us a call. Tell us your story, 888-914-9149. Or if you have a question for Father Rocky about the rosary, also call us, 888-914-9149. You know, Father, you'd mentioned Fatima a few times as you were talking about St. John Paul II and his Marian devotion. And uh, maybe you could go into a little bit of an exploration of the value and worth of making pilgrimages to Marian sites of devotion around the world, really. But I know um, here in the in the U.S., I know you're a good champion, if I can be a little, uh, a little tongue-in-cheek there. You're a <laughs> champion of Our Lady of Good Help there in Champion, Wisconsin. And uh, there are lots of places people can go, though, to, to uh, perhaps— renew and deepen their devotion to the Blessed Mother. So can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Sure. So wherever Christians and Catholics have lived, they have built shrines. Shrines are a destination for a pilgrimage, and a pilgrimage is a dress rehearsal for our journey to heaven. So typically a pilgrimage is going to take some effort. There is a shrine to St. James and Santiago de Compostela and in Spain, where they have relics of that saint. I don't think there were ever any apparition of Our Lady there, but it's a very well-known shrine. The holy places in Rome and in um, the Holy Land are shrines. Here in our country, there's a shrine to Our Lady of the Snows in Belleville, Illinois. There's a shrine to Our Lady uh, in New Jersey. There's a shrine to Our Lady Cheskahova near Philadelphia. There's a shrine to Our Lady of Good Help, H-E-L-P, not too far from Green Bay. Mm-hmm. where the Blessed Mother appeared to a young Belgian immigrant woman in 1859, Adele Bryce, and it would take over 150 years for the church to actually approve it. It was approved in 2010 on December 8th by Bishop Ricken. And it does our soul a lot of good to make pilgrimages. And you can get a plenary indulgence to make a pilgrimage. St. Maria had the custom of making a penitential pilgrimage every year in the month of May to a shrine of Our Lady. So Hmm. penitential meant that um, you don't eat a lot of food or drink a a lot on your way to the place, and then you make a confession at that uh, shrine. And uh, so we kind of uh, took that idea uh, here in the Green Bay area, and every year on the first Saturday of May, Mm -hmm. um, we promote the Walk to Mary. 
And it's quite a walk, Patrick. It's 21 (laughs) or 23 miles from the National Shrine of St. Joseph at St. Norbert's College in De Pere, all the way out to the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help. And this year, 2,700 people showed up. That's amazing. Wow. That is amazing. And many people report stories of prayers answered or graces received. Wow. Wow. What a what a tremendous thing. And this is something uh, you foresee continuing on in the future, do you, Father? I think so. Uh, Relent Radio promotes it. Other people organize it. Yeah. It's all volunteer. And it corresponds to a hunger of the faithful to um, go on pilgrimage, just like mm-hmm. Abraham went on a pilgrimage from Ur of the Chaldees to Mount Moriah, just like um, the uh, Israelites leaving Egypt went on pilgrimage for 40 years to the promised line. Mm-hmm. Just like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph went on pilgrimage every year. Right. From um, Nazareth in the north all the way down to Jerusalem, just like um, Christians in the Middle Ages would go by foot or by horse or by boat to distant places which were holy places, to um, Santiago de Compostela in Spain, to Rome, to Jerusalem. And just as St. John Paul II went on journey in pilgrimages throughout the world to encounter Christians. Well, that's what we do every year at this shrine. Wow, that's great. Fantastic. If you have a story from a Marian pilgrimage that you have undertaken, give us a call and tell us the story, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149, as we seek to encourage and inspire our brothers and sisters in the faith here on The Inner Life, where we're talking today about the rosary with our spiritual director, Father Francis Hoffman, known to us as Father Rocky. So we are, uh, as we continue on in this conversation, Father, some of the things that uh, that occur to me is that the rosary is really, um, in my experience anyway, it's, it's, it's opened up in some ways that even in my previous, um, my life as a Protestant Christian, I hadn't, I hadn't really seen before. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, it's really an invitation to see the life suffering, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus, all through the eyes of Mary. And in fact, the Catechism in paragraph 971 teaches that the Rosary is an epitome of the whole gospel. What does it mean by that, Father? Can you uh, unwrap that a little bit for us? Right, so a little bit goes to the origins of the Rosary. don't know exactly the origins, but in the 12th century, uh, I think it was that St. Dominic, who was the founder of the Dominican Order, uh, received an apparition from Our Lady in which she presented him the rosary. Now, the prayers of the rosary itself go way back. They go back to the time of Christ, right? So the Lord's Prayer, and at least half of the Hail Marys in the Scriptures, and the praises of God and the glory be in the Old Testament. So it goes way, way back. And um, so in the Middle Ages, many Christians, many Catholics, were not literate. They couldn't read or write. So how do you communicate to them the message of the gospel Mm -hmm. um, if they can't read and write. Well, you would do it through religious art, but also by teaching them to pray the rosary and assigning different events from the life of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph to that. So the five joyful mysteries tell about the Annunciation, the Visitation, Mm -hmm. the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, which is miraculous, the presentation of the temple, and the finding of the Lord in the temple. So if you can't read it, well, tell those stories, right? Right. The other point there is there used to be 150 Hail Marys in a rosary. 
There were five joyful mysteries, five sorrowful, five glorious. Each mystery had ten uh, Hail Marys, so ten times fifteen is 150. And, you know, you can talk about the three at the beginning, but essentially there were 150. And guess what? In the Old Testament, there's 150 Psalms. Mm -hmm. But if you're not literate, you can't read them. Well, this is the next best thing. Think about the events of the life of the Lord Jesus. Same thing with the Sorrowful Mysteries and same thing with the Glorious. So it's a bit of a compendium of the Gospel, even more so now that St. John Paul II has given us the five luminous mysteries which deal with the life of Christ. His baptism in the Jordan, the wedding feast at Cana, and that miracle. His preaching and proclamation of the kingdom of God in Galilee. The transfiguration of Jesus on Mount Tabor. And the final one, which is the institution of the Holy Eucharist, which is the root and summit. The summit and source of all Christian life in the Catholic Church, which right. is the Holy Eucharist. Right. And you can learn more about it in this free book we're offering. Uh, you can go to our website, realmradio.com, or our app. It's called Treasures of the Rosary, Reflections on the Rosary by Those Who Pray It Daily. It's a beautiful book. Our team has done just a great job, but it's while supplies last, and you can only get it if you go to our website, relevantradio.com, and give us your name and address, or to our app and that's a free app. I hope everybody's got it. Yeah, I can't miss the banner on either one, either on the website or on the app. It's right there, right in at the top in plain sight. So just uh, click on it, give us your name and address, and we'll send you out the book. All right, Father, before we uh, take a few calls here, we're going to take a short break. But if you do have a question Good. for Father Rocky about the rosary, about Marian devotion, or if you'd like to share your story, give us a call, 888-914-9149, 914 888-914-9149. We'll be right back here on The Inner Life with more with Father Rocky. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, as well as Sarah Tafoya and Jim Shaper, who've been taking your phone calls. And our spiritual director, Father Francis Hoffman, known to us all as Father Rocky, as we are talking about the rosary. Father, let's go to the phones and take a couple calls here and uh, yeah, hear about Great. the Marian devotion of some of our listeners as well. Teresa is calling in from St. Paul, Minnesota. Teresa, welcome to The Inner Life. I think we had a little technical glitch there. Let me tell you another story that confirms that. One day I got on a jet from Birmingham, Alabama to Chicago, and I was going to be seated next to a young woman in the middle seat, and I could see she was terrified of flying. And I had my robe and collar out, so I pulled out my rosary. She grabbed it. She put it over her shoulders, and she calmed down immediately. When we got to talking, she wasn't even Catholic, but she instinctively knew that she could turn to the Mother of God for comfort. So when you had that terrible accident, you did so well to ask for a rosary because it could be something tangible to be closer to Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and you know that uh, they can help you in a great way. So thank you so much, Teresa, for sharing that because that's going to strengthen everybody's faith out there. 
Yes, thank you, Teresa. And if you have a story as well as how the rosary has helped you, give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Let's go from Teresa and calling in from St. Paul to Colleen, who's calling in from Chicago. Colleen, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, Colleen. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, you know, I, I grew up kind of a non-practicing Catholic, so we did do the rosary growing up, and um I actually considered leaving the Catholic Church until a couple of friends and relatives challenged me to learn more about my Catholic faith. And and so a friend of a friend invited me to her house to, um, you know, the Traveling Fatima statue. Um, she was sure. hosting the Traveling Fatima statue, and so she opened her house to anyone who wanted to come in and pray the rosary. And it was a pretty decent crowd there. But anyway, it was, um, and she after my mom had passed away, and, and during, during the rosary, I started crying because um, I was missing my mom. And, and I sure. looked up at the statue, and I could hear Mary say to me, um, I will always be your mother. And I was just wow. blown away. Like, did I just hear that? And ever since then, I, I yep, not yep, only yep. no longer grieve, you know, I no longer grieve my mom like I did, but I, I also, it just, Enforce the fact that Mary is always with us. She is our mother, and she cares about us and loves us. And and um and thanks to um, relevant radio to the app, I now do the the rosary every day. I'm sorry, I'm not making it live on your nighttime rosary, but but I am. No, that's right. That's right. Whatever whatever works for you. Yeah. No, that's great, Colleen. Whatever works for you. And um, it's true. Sometimes the Blessed Mother communicates to us in a personal way that we know is true. You know, it's not going to be uh, approved as an apparition from the Vatican. It doesn't need to be, right? Because God can communicate that way. And we get this sense, oh my goodness, I'm not alone. What a great, great thing. And um, I'm glad you share that uh, with the others because uh, the Blessed Mother can help us. And I was with a good friend the other day, my barber, and his wife passed away at night. And, you know, he's just, we're all stunned, 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 stunned. And, you know, he's looking for answers, you know. I find in those situations, sometimes the best thing is not to say anything. And and all I could say is um, Jesus wanted her in heaven. You know, I mean, what else can I, I say, you know, and those things are hard. And we all have to work through that. Mary wept at the foot of the cross when her son Jesus died. But it, began, it can be a great consolation. So uh, thanks for sharing that with us, Colleen. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Colleen. I appreciate that very much. And it's it's great to hear these stories about how the rosary has made a significant difference in people's lives and how it's helped not just individuals, but also families to do, uh, to get to grow in their faith together, how it brings groups of of communities together. And I know that uh, my parish has the practice of praying the rosary before the weekend masses as well and uh, to get there and well that's great and, yeah to get there early and to take part in in this uh, this devotion i think opens up people's minds and hearts to everything that they're about to encounter in the mass as well so something that's uh, really uh yeah really given uh really really helping out in in uh, people's lives let's uh let's try to um Let's go from Colleen, let's see, to uh, let's go to Rosalinda, who's calling in from the Florida Keys. Rosalinda, welcome to The Inner Life. Wow, the Florida Keys. Rosalinda, how are you? I am wonderful, thank you. Um, 
I had a question about nine-day novenas for dead. Um, my sisters and I prayed it for my mother, and my father recently passed away, and we continued that nine-day novena for my father. Is there a, another novena we can pray for the souls, uh, the repose of the soul of my father? Sure, sure. So a nine-day novena is your traditional novena. Novena means nine, and the original novena was the nine days before Jesus ascended into heaven, and Pentecost Sunday when the Holy Spirit came down upon them. They were there between those days. Some people count it as nine, some as ten, praying, and then the Holy Spirit came upon them, and everything changed for the better for an instant. And again, novenas are popular devotions. There's no right way or wrong way to say it. There can be prayers associated to it, to the Sorrowful Mother or to uh, St. Peregrine or to St. Josemaria or the Immaculate Conception or things like that. But it's always useful and praiseworthy uh, to pray for nine days in a row for the pose of the soul of someone and maybe even attend Mass in those days. Now, um, there's also a variation on those novenas. There's something called a 54-day rosary mm. novena. That's that's <laughs> quite a that's quite a stretch, right? So that's that's a commitment. Six times nine, right? Three novenas asking three times three times three. That's very trinitarian. That's 27. Three novenas asking for what you need. Immediately followed by three novenas thanking God for what you need. And you can make that novena whatever you want. It could be um, 54 days praying the Our Father. It could be 54 days praying just one prayer, or it could be what I call the 54-day Rosary Novena Super Duper, <laughs> which <laughs> I, you got to be a little bit manic to do this, but I admit I'm a little bit manic. You pray all five joyful, all five sorrowful, all five glorious, all five luminous mysteries every day. That's going to take an hour or so. It's easier if you pray it with other people for some intention, but I found that it's very, very powerful. And then, just to make things a little bit even more exciting, um, we're doing a 405-day Rosary Novena. And you got to say, well, wait a second. Nine does not go into 405. What on earth is going on? Well, that's like, I don't know, um, six or seven 54-day Rosary Novenas. We're praying for a very specific intention for wow. an end to legal abortion in this country. I've made up my mind. We're never going to get over it without some sort of miraculous intercession of God in human history. But the same thing happened in 1531 in Mexico when Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared, and that led to the end of um, the uh, human sacrifice on top mm -hmm. of the pyramids and a change of culture. It's happened before with Our Lady at Fatima, and so we're praying for it now. We need God's help down here on earth. We're not going to do it on our own. Judges aren't going to do it. Politicians certainly aren't going to do it. Corporate America is certainly not going to do it. Uh, the universities are certainly not going to do it. And um, we've got to be that clarion voice for um, real freedom and real respect for all human beings mm -hmm. from the moment of conception to natural death. Mm -hmm. We've got to take care of the weakest first, right? That's what we do as a good human race. And we yeah. need God's help. And so that's why we're dedicating the rosary every night for that intention on the family rosary across America. And I'm so happy so many families join us, young and old, rich and poor, East Coast, West Coast, North and South, just it's just wonderful it's like the communion of the saints that's why we want to give everybody the opportunity to get this free book called the uh, treasures of the rosary reflections and those who pray daily please go to our website relevantradio.com you can sign up for it right there and one limit one per household and also to our app 
relevantradio.com app, and you get it there. So I hope everybody gets one. Very good. Father Rocky is our spiritual director today. Keep on those rosary novenas, Rosalinda. Let's try to squeeze in one more call, Father, from Elizabeth calling in from California. Elizabeth, welcome to the Inner Life. Hi, Father Rocky. I I want to make it brief. My a girlfriend of mine gave me a rosary, and I had grown up as a Catholic, but then I left the faith and I became a Protestant. And um, I started mm-hmm. praying the rosary thanks to the app, and then Relevant Radio uh, at five o'clock. Uh, and um, yeah. I started to feel like maybe I was doing something wrong. So then I prayed to Jesus and I asked Him. Am I doing something wrong by praying this rosary because I want to do what's right? And he gave me three answers. And the first one was, my mother was selected out of all these women to bear me. And two, she she had to raise me properly in the faith, which is an indictment on all of us because no matter how much we try, we don't. I, I don't think we do. We do it all like the way Mary did. And this was the biggest one. He said, out of all the miracles that I performed, I performed the one that was the most insignificant one that nobody really needed um, because of my mom. Hmm. And so that was just really beautiful? beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm glad you can join us in the Rosary. It's 5 o'clock in California. When we started doing that, we thought, well, you know, people in California, they're going to join us for the Rosary at 5 o'clock because they're driving home from work. They're getting dinner ready and all that. Um, but they do. And the people in New York, they join us. So it's 8 o'clock in New York. We're in Maine or in, in, in Miami. And most people finish with dinner. They're in the living room. Same thing in Chicago. Then you got mountain time. And people kind of adjust to it. And it's great to hear. Uh, people from all sorts of places. I've heard from towns and places I've never heard of before, like Rancho Cucamonga, California. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a fun place to live, right? It does. And Let me break in on you here. there's Catholics down in Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's a riot. I really it is. Enjoy I'm it. sorry to cut you energy. off, Father, but we're r- bumping up against the end of the program, and we don't want to get away without receiving your blessing, How about that? Well, blessing, thank you, Patrick. Please. Yeah, thank you. Could we sure, get a blessing? Sure, the Intercession Lady Guadalupe. The intercession of Lady Guadalupe, St. Josemaria, St. Michael the Archangel, St. Michael. May your travels be safe. May you meet the Lord upon the way. May his angels protect you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Francis Hoffman, Father Rocky, has been our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life. Thank you for joining us, Father. And don't forget to go to RelevantRadio.com or the Relevant Radio app and order your free copy of Treasures of the Rosary to learn more. Thank you to all our callers. Father Looney is up next with the Holy Sacrifice in the Mass. We'll be back tomorrow with Father Ethan Southard. That's what's coming up on The Inner Life. Until then, God bless you.